We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Huge, pivotal AFC South battle between the Colts and the Titans in Nashville. So, with that being said, we want to bring on a very special guest. Been on the podcast before, Hawk from Tennessee Titans Weekly. My friend, welcome on to the podcast. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing well, man. I, I appreciate you all coming, uh, you know, inviting me on the show. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming on our show a few weeks ago as well, man. It's good seeing you guys, man. I, you know, I love the podcast as well. Despite the rival, man, I, I love this show, bro, and I, I'm I'm glad to be on for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you coming on. We obviously appreciate your content as well. You know, content creators got to stick together, man. Because yes, for it's sure, brutal man. out there. So it is. You know, people don't realize how much, rival or not. how much time it yeah, takes. How much time it takes, man, to get it took me to get here. Even I, I've been driving all through Nashville. It took me an hour and a half to get home because of traffic being that bad. And I live 20 minutes away where I from where I was coming from. So, whew, man, it's life. But man. yeah. Well, we do appreciate it, man. So let's start here before we kind of dive into some of the, you know, uh, in the meat of this podcast here, the meat of this preview. How are you feeling about the Tennessee Titans right now? Because Colts and Titans, same record, even though the Colts do have a tie, Titans on a on a bye week last week. How have you felt overall, you know, through the five weeks that Tennessee has played about this team so far? Well, I tell you, man, it's 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 been it's been kind of crazy. You think about it, it's been kind of uneven. Uh, it, they they've actually have driven me crazy actually though despite the fact we have the same record and we're the one t- one seed so far in the AFC South, um, you know right now we're kind of all over the place you know when you look at our past defense we're struggling and we've been getting roasted in the second half the second half of the, of every game we've played has been a, an abysmal first round I mean the first half we blowing teams out second half they get you know we, they come back but we find ways to win and that get goes to coaching and I, I have to give a shout out to Mike Vrabel. He has coached discipline very well this season. Uh, turnovers, we don't have many. I think we're under, I think, three. And then, you know, we think of, uh, you know, uh, penalties. You know, that's something we're one of the best top ten in the league on that as well. So, you know, it's driving me crazy because we're last in pass defense in the NFL. We're number 32 in pass defense. And we're number five in rush defense. So think about that, right? That's like, oh, my gosh, you're just kind of going everywhere, right? And even on offense, you know, we're 31 in offense. But – we're the number one team in the, in the NFL in red zone offense. So think about that. 31 in offense, but in the red zone, we're at 100% scoring touchdown. Well, we do have the king back there. And then on third down defense, though we're 28th in the league in, in defense, 
We're number two in the league in third down defense. So, like I said, we, we give up a lot of yards. We don't score a lot of points. But when it counts, we do what we need, what we need to do, man. So, yeah. So, I'm, we can't keep playing like that. But for right now, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, the last time that I know that I talked with you guys on your podcast, I mean, a lot has changed. I mean, the Jaguars were at the front of the division before our matchup in week four. So it's kind of weird now because they've lost every game since then. And, you know, the Titans and the Colts have been trying to figure it out. And in some ways they have, some ways they haven't. Uh, I mean, what's your take on, like, what the AFC South is doing right now, especially with the Colts and the Titans trying to, get back into that first place. Yeah. Well, I think, man, it's a culmination of things. I think, one, I think we have shocked the NFL when we've played certain divisions. You know, I think it was the AFC. Uh, who have we beat, man? We blanked them like two or three weeks ago. We beat everybody in their division. Uh, that was kind of a shocker, right? Uh, yeah, it was kind of, the AFC uh, West. AFC yeah, West, that's the, correct. The Jags, right. You all beat we, the Chiefs. beat the Chargers. We yep. beat the Chiefs. And we beat the Raiders. All beat the Raiders. Yep. And, and we that's beat the Broncos. Yeah. yeah AFC right. South is dominating AFC West right now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, but I think, man, what's going on? I'm just going to be honest, y'all. I like, I think the AFC, despite that, I think the AFC South sucks. I, mean, I think every team in our in our league sucks. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think we, there's no Super Bowl contender coming out of our division. I mean, but to let you know of the parity in the AFC, I still don't know who's the third best team in the AFC. I still don't know. That's still a wide open discussion, right? We know the the, the Bills and the Chiefs got one and two locked, but it could be the Colts, could be the Titans. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, and the Bengals. I mean, it's the who knows, man. The Ravens. But for us, man, in the AFC South, uh, you know, it's it's feast or famine, man. I you know, just each week is something different. Uh, the Colts and Titans have figured it out over the last few weeks. But I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I've been so great for these wins. I mean, you know, it, it could have been either way, even against the Colts. It was the same way as well. In the second half, you all started to wake up a bit. Um, the Colts' issues had been scoring points, but you all have been doing a better job over the last two weeks in scoring, right? And the fact that you all are passing well le- lately, man, I mean, I see Alex Pierce out there. I see him picking it up. I see Michael Pittman acting the clown out there. And you all getting, uh, you know, your tight ends involved, Jel- uh, Jelani Woods and and uh, Mo Ali Cox. Those guys are really starting to pick it up over the last two weeks, I think. Prove me wrong. I think the Colts are fifth in the league in offensive passing, right? So that's incredible. So Matt Ryan's waking up. So the culture, you all are starting to trend up. We're still about right here trying to find our way. We're doing the right things. Um, but I don't think there's a great team in our division, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's ironic because last year we all said the Colts relied too much on the run. You know, they relied too much on Jonathan Taylor. Right. And obviously Taylor's been out the last two weeks. Looks like him and Hines will probably be back for this matchup. But it's kind of been the opposite. The Colts have had to rely on their passing game yep. to really get them to this point because the running game has been largely ineffective. So it's just right. kind of crazy how the narrative from the end of last season to what this season is has completely flip-flopped yeah. in certain ways. And now you know the Colts obviously hope with their offensive line, which has been really, really struggling, been really, right. really poor this year. Yep. You know, Besides last week where all of a sudden they don't allow a sack um, against two really good pass rushers in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it all hinges, man, on this offensive line for the Colts. And, you know, and now that, you know, Matt Ryan and some of these receiving options for him are starting to gel together a little bit. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that is huge for this. But I wanted to go back to what you were talking about real fast before we get into kind of the Colts offense. Talking about this Titans pass defense, because, mm-hmm. yes. uh, you know, you, you're talking about just how much you guys have struggled and you have some decently high picks that you've invested That's right. into that defensive backfield. We all know 
uh, Kevin Byard, one of the best safeties in the league for a long time. Yep. Um, but what has been going on with your guys is, you know, lack of being able to stop the pass so far this year. Well, I would tell you, man, it's not so much in the deep middle. Uh, Kevin Byard is still holding it down at, at the safety position at that spot. It's more on the outside. And then Amani Hooker, our other safety, who just got signed a contract, he's been out over the last few weeks, so he's coming back as well. So we've had a lot of plug-ins at the other safety position, um, you know, when it has come to that side of the, of the ball. But mostly on the outside, you know, we have a rookie in Roger McCrary. Uh, Christian Fulton is the veteran. He's, you know, he's only third year in the league. And then, you know, we had a first-round pick of Caleb Farley, who has not panned out at all. And we've had guys like uh, Terrence Mitchell. Like, who is that guy, right? We have a lot of guys that have been playing the other corner we will we'll pick them up that week and they're starting the same week. So we just had a lot of interchangeable parts at corner and we've just not adjusted well uh, in, in, in the second half. The first half has been fine, but the second half we sort of get figured out. And, and then we just made very susceptible of the big play. And, you know, it's, it's not so much where, you know, it's, it's, it's dink and dunk. It's like bombs that we're getting caught on. And that's, that's costing us a lot of yards. And, we just have not been consistent on the outside. I, the safeties have been okay. It's on the outside where we're getting toasted. And a lot of times, man, if you think of like, you know, we've played Stefan Diggs. He, he, you know, he lit us up, man. He, I mean, he tore us up. And then when we played the Raiders, we actually shut down Devontae Adams. But the other receiver, the number two receiver, had a hell of a game. And that's what me and Jacques, my, my co-host on our show we were talking yesterday, you know, Pittman's going to do his thing. I mean, we've done a really good job with Michael Pittman when we played him. We really have. But – you know, I think this could be a game Alec Pierce could, because on the second corner, Alec Pierce could maybe wake up and do something. So it's been on the corners, man. They have not, they have not been playing well. They just haven't. Yeah, and kind of going back to the passing defense. Uh, I mean, going. Uh, what is the some of the injuries that you guys have going into this game? I know the last time that we talked. I mean, I heard from. Uh, Tighten upload. I heard from you guys, like, you know, Zach Cunningham being gone and yep. a couple others being gone on that defense. Yeah. And sure enough, it it didn't matter. Like you guys still dominated defensively uh for the majority of that game. Uh, is there any other injuries that we should look forward to for the Titans that gives you an indication that they may not be playing on Sunday? Well, you know, the injury report was not as heavy as it has been, um, as you know, uh as previous, um, you know, Bub Dupree, who has been on the injury report the last two weeks, he's not on the injury, injury report. So he he participated today. So we have, I mean, except for Zach Cunningham, he's been, he's, uh, he, I think he's going to be out again. Amani Hooker had been out, but he's not on the injury report anymore. So the guys that are like uh, Ola, Ola Danny is a defensive end that's on the injury report. So the guys that's on the injury report right now aren't real big impact players. They're now starting to come back. So you should see a good a good stable of our defense against the Colts on Sunday. So, uh, so yeah. I, and by the way, before I forget to say this, I'll be at the game. Actually, I don't know if you guys will be there. I'll be at the game in Nashville. I have my family, wife, kids, and everything there too, man. So I'm I'm really interested, really excited for that as well. But but yeah, I, I'd say defensively, we don't have no one that's out. Everybody should be ready to play. Yep, that's now, good. On offense, because- uh, Traylon Burks is out. Our rookie receiver. Oh, you know, yeah. He's out. I remember him getting hurt in that week four matchup. Mm-hmm. I remember that, that turf toe. Yeah, yeah. his turf toe. That's right. I don't and, know. I don't know if it rubbed you the wrong way. Sorry to get off topic, but I mm-hmm. don't know if it rubbed you the wrong way when he hurt himself and then the Titans didn't take him out the next play. Yeah. Like I it, know that that didn't really do anything in terms because he just tried to hop down the field. Right. But it's like 
you knew that guy was hurt. You saw it on his face. He was limping the whole way. And yet for some reason, like the Titans just didn't want to pull him off the field. I don't know why that was. For me, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. I understand. Well, I think what happened, man, is, and you're absolutely correct, facts, no paper, seriously. But I would say that Traylon Burks all offseason, you know, as a rookie, you know, we we did lose AJ Brown, man. We got we got AJ Brown out of the out of the division. We would be, we would probably have only lost one game. We would have lost to Buffalo Bills. They beat the hell out of us. But the Giants game was really close. AJ Brown would have been good enough for one touchdown to win. Like AJ Brown was the best receiver in the division. And he's gone. So Traylon Burks being drafted, it's kind of like, well, I got all this pressure on me. So I think that's why he wanted to stay. Because over the offseason, you know, going in as a rookie, you know, he would miss some practices because he was hurt. And I think he was just trying to prove a point. And like you said, it should have been like, hey, man, get on off the field, man, because he was limping terribly. Like, get him off the field. He might have already – he probably hurt it more just being on the field. So, yeah, you're right. He should have been off the field, man. And that's the the same – you know, even with Derrick Henry when he got hurt last year against the Colts, man. You know, I think he played that game throughout with a hurt foot, and he should have been out as well. You know, he was just so hyped he wanted to be out there. But – you know, the medical staff has to put, put a better eye on their players, man. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Well, I know for the Colts injury report, you know, it's actually looking pretty good as well. Really the only one that probably won't play in this game, or I guess didn't practice, we'll see about a couple others, uh, is Quiddy Pay, who, you know, yeah, got that. injured a couple weeks ago and has been out a couple weeks now. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll see, you know, maybe in the next couple weeks. But it definitely looks like it's trending towards him being out. Okay. But all other players look like they're pretty good to go. That's good. Um, so it looks like both teams are going to be fairly healthy in this matchup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. It's going to, you know, it's it should be, you know, this is the only game in the NFL where two teams are the, have winning records. I don't know if y'all knew that. This huh, game. Really? Oh, yes. really? That's kind of funny to think that about. Is. <laughs> yep. That this is game. a little funny to think about. <laughs> yep. That's crazy too, man. That's the three and ten. Just tells you the parody – And just a lot of teams aren't good, too. I mean, just being honest, it's not. Yeah, so I guess one last thing about the passing offense for the Colts and then the pass defense for Tennessee. I mean, we saw this last week. The Colts finally went a game without giving up a sack. And having they changed up their scheme, they were in more of the no huddle, and they were making it quicker, so it was making it more difficult for the Jaguars to get more consistent pressure because they were hurrying things up and because of the new uh, offensive line adjustments, they found a better group of guys that were making it work. So, and then of course, you know, Pittman has been doing his thing. Pierce has been doing his thing. The tight ends are getting involved. And, you know, even uh, Deion Jackson, our third string running back mm-hmm. last week had 120 scrimmage yards. So he was all over the field. You know, it felt like last week the Colts finally got that offense into a rhythm where they feel like they're comfortable with that kind of scheme now. And then of course, like we said, you know, uh, the both running backs may be back this week. Jonathan Taylor and Hines may both be back in the start lineup. How do you, how confident are you in being able to work it this time around, knowing that the Colts have kind of figured out a different scheme to make sure that you guys don't get as much consistent pressure on Matt Ryan? Yeah. Well, Jacksonville, they do have a pretty good pass rushing defense, but they don't have a beast on their defensive line like Jeffrey Simmons. And then Bud Dupree is an interrupter. He come when he's when he's healthy, man. Our defense shines, man. He might not get a lot of sacks, but you know, shout out to my boy Jacques. He just he's the guy that brings a lot of energy, man, on the field. 
And then you you got the former coach, Nico Autry. So I think yeah. I think the Colts, the offensive line of the Colts, are, they're not they're not a good good unit right now. They're not. And again, they did a much better job against the Jags. Um, but the Jags have more of a faster, leaner defense. You know, we have a big, brawny defense. And, you know, we caused problems when we played you all a few weeks ago. So I don't think that so much will change. I think Matt Ryan, I mean, he threw the ball 58 times. I can see him still doing the same thing against us, too. I mean, he started to pick it up. I think that's when he got his confidence in the second half against us since then, right? And, you know, I, I was just like, wow, because Jacksonville, their defense is okay. Um, but I think that I still think Matt Ryan will be successful. But I'm I, this is what I want to say, too. What's going to help our defense? Our, our defense, you can throw on us, man. Matt Ryan, he can get he can get almost 400 yards if he wants to. But what's going to help us is our offense. And 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 if, and, and I'm saying is uh, time of possession. Now, let's not act like the Jags didn't run all over the Colts last week, okay? They had they 200, almost 240, over 240 yards rushing against the Colts last week, the Jags did. Now you got to face Derrick Henry. So time of possession for us is going to be huge and to keep our defense off the field. So Matt Ryan won't have that chance to start lighting us up and things like that, man. So my hope is I don't have a lot of expectation of our pass defense unless our pass rush starts to just do well. I'm hoping that we stay on the field longer than the Colts, man. Yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. Like, whoever wins time possession and also the turnover battle yep. is usually the winner. So I totally understand that yep. as well. Um, yeah, and just... Uh, you know, the Colts really have struggled this year, partly in a good amount due to their offensive line and running the football. He talks about how Tennessee's actually been pretty solid against the run for the most part. Uh, you know, what do you think about this? Do you, you know, getting Taylor and getting Hines back um, and in having some of their, you know, tight ends and stuff like involved, um, you know, in the run blocking department and things like that. Like, what are your thoughts on just trying to slow down Taylor? Because even though he hasn't had a great season like he has last year, yeah, I mean, he's still a really good running back. He's Absolutely. still one of the best in the league. For so, sure. you know, yeah. and, and, and he's a guy that you can never just write off. So what are your thoughts on how you feel like the Titans need to just contain Taylor and kind of basically do what you guys did, you know, a couple weeks ago against him? Yeah, I think it'll be a carbon copy, man. Uh, I think our primary focus will be 28. And uh, historically, you know, since Taylor's been in the league, the Titans have done a much better job versus other teams against Jonathan Taylor, you know, uh, where we kind of keep him at bay, uh, where he doesn't just go, go wild. And it's hard to say now because I don't know how healthy he is right now. You know, he's just been off an injury. And a lot of times as a running back, you know, that very first week coming back from several weeks of being out, you know, it just takes time to heal up. And then Naheem Hines, there's been games Naheem Hines has had a hell of a games against us catching the bass of the football and running the football too. Um, man, but for some reason, man, I, I don't have that much of a concern of the run game for the Colts. I don't. I think I think we're going to do well against anyone that's out there. I do running the ball. My concern is on the outside, man. That's my concern for our defense. Um, you know, we do have Zach Cunningham. He's out, but we got other guys. Zach Cunningham has really not had a good season this year, um, but I'm not concerned, man. I think our run defense, I don't see Taylor getting 100 yards rushing. At best, 70. At best. Yeah, the offensive line play certainly makes that a very difficult issue. What's going on, everybody? Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also check out different sign-up codes and promotions that are going on on the website to make sure you're getting the best deal possible on your sports bets. Some of the key features they include are handicapping, you get live play-by-play -play updates, you get live scores and bet tracking as well. 
player statistics, key game statistics when you make these picks. You also get projected game day weather. Basically everything you need to make sure you're making the most informed bets as possible. Including that, you also have a bet tracker which allows you to keep records of all your games and your betting activities so you won't miss a thing. Guys, be sure to go check out oddstrader.com slash bluewire and check out OddsTrader today, the number one site for all your game day bets. Yeah. Uh, but switching over to your guys' offense versus our defense. Of course, the star of the show for you guys every week, Derrick Henry. You know, you have to worry about stopping that guy, right? Yeah. Well, the Colts didn't do a good job last time of doing that. And I hate to say it, but, you know, over the last three weeks – from when we faced you guys, from when we faced the Broncos, and then when we faced Jacksonville, every single week, the Colts have given up 125 or more yards every single week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they gave up 240 against the Jacksonville Jaguars this last week, but still won. And, I mean, we gave up 120 to Derrick Henry in week four. You gave up 120 to the Denver Broncos in week five. So hearing that, what does that say to you about how the Titans should be attacking this? Derrick Henry's going to eat. He's going to eat. He's going to have opportunities for sure. And, you know, Quiddy Pay being out, I think that's a, a big injury too on the run defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the run defense has even had some struggles even with him on the field and taking him out. And what's crazy that, you know, you have DeForest Buckner and you got Stewart out there. You guys have defensive linemen, right? Yeah. And I know Shaq Leonard's been out. You know, I, I think he's going to play. Am I right? Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. This is his first week back practicing. You know, he had that broken nose. Well, I believe it was in that game, wasn't it? It uh, was. The yeah, it was. was. Yeah, it Zaire was. hit him. Zaire hit him when Woods got that touchdown yep. in the middle of the field. And yeah, yep. he yep. hit him and broke his nose. Yep, he did. He yeah. did. So, and, and Zaire's, he's had a hell of a season at linebacker. He's actually number one, one in, in the, the NFL, NFL total tackles. Total so. tackles. Yep, I saw that. I saw that. I was like, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. But I've always, and Jaco, he can co-sign on this, I've always had a lot of respect for the Colts defense. Like, I've always felt the Colts was the best, one of the best, besides maybe Tampa, cover two defenses in the league, man. They've always done well. You know, Kenny Moore on the outside, like, they always do well with that. Now y'all got Gilmore as well and things of that nature. But um, but I do think, I think Derrick Henry will at least get 100 yards and at least two touchdowns against the Colts. I think it's, I think it's there for him. Um, it has to be, or we don't win this football game. We don't run well. We're not winning this game because we have to outscore you all, and you all are starting to pick it up. And you have better receivers than what we have, and and better tight ends too. And throwing the ball, better quarterback. So for us, we have to, we got to stay on the field. We can't, we can't have an even amount of time of possession, or you all out outnumbering us in that regard, or we're not going to win the game. So Derek, gotcha. will eat. Derek is going to eat. Yeah. And then talking about uh, the the passing game, right, for the Tennessee Titans. Always kind of taking a backseat, obviously, to Derrick Henry and company. But, uh, you know, the Colts actually have done a pretty decent job, all things considered, most weeks at getting after the quarterback. You know, yeah. you talked about Buckner. You talked about, you know, when Quiddy pays out there, he's making, you know, making plays. Buckner's actually had two straight games where he's had a sack. Um, okay. So he's really starting to turn it on. And then you obviously have Yanni Kingakwe, yeah. who's a really good speed rusher on the edge and, you know, some other key pieces as well. What are your thoughts on how your offensive line looks and, you know, what it what kind of your feeling is in this matchup against this Colts defensive line? Well, our offensive line has been 
it's been sort of a patchwork job, man. We have, you know, our right tackle's a rookie, and he's done well. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be our uh, right tackle for the future. Nicholas Petit Ferrer from Ohio State. Yep, uh, love I love the he, guy. I'm a Buckeye fan myself, oh, so okay, I, cool, I love man. Him. Yeah, oh, I love cool, that he's cool, doing man. well for you guys. Yes, for real, man. He 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 really has. And uh, Dennis Daly's our left tackle. He's been in the league for two two years, not not long. Uh, you got Nate Davis has been there, you know, for several years. Ben Jones, the veteran. Uh, and then we have um, we have our other guard. Uh, he's um, oh, what's his name, man? He's he's a very he's very small. He's a very small offensive lineman. He's like two seventy five that offensive line. So, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's a big man in principle, but on the Woo! offensive line, that's a small guy. That's so, gonna be interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, I think that offensive line. You know, we haven't given out a lot of sacks. I think Tannehill's only been sacked twelve times. You know, so. Uh, and a few of those, I'd say half of them, were his, was his fault. He was holding on the ball too long, just like Matt Ryan does, holding on the ball too long. Uh, I know Matt Ryan's been sacked, I think, 21 times. So if you want to compare apples and apples, that's kind of what you see. But, um, you know, when we played them, you know, when we played you all a few weeks ago, it wasn't a concern. They blocked they blocked the coast very well up front, you know. So I don't see that really being a problem. I mean, maybe one, two sacks. But I don't think it's going to be – like a like a an eye opener, like oh my gosh, the Colts have six or seven sacks today. I don't see that. Yeah, yeah, yep. that certainly uh, that certainly doesn't seem like something that would happen. Cody, got any more of the offensive well, questions for them before? I was going to ask as well because you know your wide receiver core, really your whole like receiving core, is pretty depleted outside yes. of Robert Woods, it and is. the Colts actually have a really good secondary. You know they're they're very healthy in their secondary right now. Yeah, uh, you know they have Gilmore, they have Kenny Moore, they have Isaiah Rogers, who I think is one of the most underrated corners in the league. Mm-hmm. You know they have Rodney Thomas, who's a seventh round rookie that's just come in and lit it up. Yeah, and then they have you know the vet out there and Rodney McLeod as well, and Julian Blackman as well. We'll see who starts between uh, Thomas and Blackman. But like, what are your thoughts on just this the secondary of Indianapolis that's really played well? Yeah, you know pretty much this entire season for the most part, you know, versus yeah. kind of a depleted receiving core for Ryan Tannehill and company. That's right. Well, I will say lately, man, our offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, has done a much better job in being more creative. All last year and even up to maybe two weeks ago, Todd Downing was probably one of the worst offensive coordinators in the NFL, man. That's just how bad he played. And he sort of admitted that, you know, we lost. It still hurts us to this day that we lost to the Bengals last year in the playoffs. We still feel that right now. We were the one seed in the AFC and we lost in the first round. It sucks. It's still so I still feel that now. But for our receivers, if the play play actions what helps us. And see, one thing that folks don't really know now is Derrick Henry's catching the football now. Okay. That's something that's never happened. So you know, we, we're playing off Derrick Henry running and passing. Because a lot of times when you see Derrick Henry on the field, you know we're running the ball. And if we put Dontrell Hilliard in the field, we're passing the ball. That hasn't been the case this year. The last two weeks, Derrick Henry's had several catches. So he's had over 150 yards all-purpose, rushing and receiving, okay? So if it's a flat-out receiver versus DBs, we're going to lose that battle because we don't have the receivers right now. We don't we have Nick Westbrook-Akina. We got Robert Woods. Uh, really, honestly, our best receiver play at, from a – a guy that can make plays is our running back, Dontrell Hilliard, number 40. He's really our best receiving player, period. And then we have a rookie. Now, Austin Hooper's our tight end. He hasn't done much at all. You know, he signed a contract. He hasn't done well this season. Um, but there's one tight end that I would really like for us to involve more in the offense. That's Chiga Kwanku. He's a rookie out of Maryland. Uh, he kind of reminds you of Delaney Walker. He's very athletic, uh, very fast. He's an athlete, man. Dude is an athlete. Uh, so I think we got to get him more involved. We we are struggling at receiver, man. We we are 100%. That's why our, when you look at our stats, our passing stats, 
28th in the league in passing. So we got to run the ball and, and open that up to pass. You know, we the play action is what helps us. That's why we're winning, play action. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Well, I mean, this has been really insightful. We appreciate it, man. I mean, yes, obviously, sir. a lot has changed uh, since the it last has. time we met, even though it was literally only three weeks ago. Uh, very, very odd that, you know, the AFC South has been planning a lot of their games extremely early uh, yeah, in the in the year like this. So it's really funny man. to kind of talk with you and then not even a month later have you back again. So it That's feels right. like we're just reiterating the same things. That's right. But, uh, but why don't you go ahead and give us your score prediction for Sunday <sighs> afternoon, man? Okay. All right. I hate doing score predictions, man, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, so, um, so Jacques and I on our show, man, when the season started, we do, we do this every year. We do our schedules, uh, prediction show, and we try to stay flow afloat with what we say and things that change over the season, of course. Right. You know, and I had the Tennessee Titans at 10 and six at the end of the year. So I had us sweeping the coast this year, like we did last year. I, I had that. So I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Tennessee 24. Indianapolis 21 in a very close game. And a, tur- a turnover was, is what's going to cause us to win this ball game. Matt Ryan is going to – he's going to have a fumble on a, on a sack. We're going to win the game from that. All right. Well, the Colts haven't really done me any favors the last couple of years in trying to pick them here, but I'm going to have faith that they figured some things out in the you know their mini bye week that they had – between Thursday night and this last week on Sunday. So I'm going to go Indianapolis 23, and I'm going to go Tennessee 20. I do agree with you. It's going to be a really, really close game. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like if this offensive line combination is anywhere near what it was in past pro a week ago, I mean, I think Matt Ryan's going to have a heyday. Um, I really do. So um, I'm looking forward to just seeing if they can continue that and if they can and if they could get some semblance of a running game. I think this team still has, you know, some capabilities to be dangerous down the stretch. So cool. uh, that's going to be my score prediction. And I guess, Derek, you have the last one here. Yeah, uh, like Cody said, I'm not uh, a huge fan of picking the Colts right now. I mean, I, I, I want to support my team, but it's hard to pick w- uh, for them right now because, yeah, I mean, we get a different Colts team every week. So we really don't know what we're going to get. Uh, I'd say 27 Colts, 24 Tennessee. We're all sticking with that within three points format. I think it's going to be another close one. I think both teams are going to do well offensively, but yeah, that's just, I think the Colts will pull this one out by the hair on there right now, man. Okay. I hope so. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a good game regardless. And, Obviously, pit you know very very important, very pivotal in the yes. AFC South moving forward. Because yeah. like yeah. Derek said, we play all these games at the beginning, man. So yeah. we're not going to have an opportunity yeah. later on in the season to play it out for the division like we have in years past. So I, I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you all this uh, in our last show, uh, Jacques and I spoke on this. Um, it's very, it's more pivotal for the Colts over the Titans for this game. It is, and I say that we've only played one AFC South game. One, you all played how many now? Four. This is the fourth? Uh, fifth, I fifth. think. Right. You see what I'm saying? Houston, Jacksonville twice. Yes. You guys, and then yeah. it's going to be, yeah, this is going to be our yeah. fifth this AFC is, South game in the first seven weeks. Yeah. This is pivotal for the Colts. Yes, and it is. My co-host said this too, man. Tim, what y'all think about this? If the Colts lose this game, he feels that Frank Reich is going to get fired. 
I don't know. That I mean, it's quite possible. I mean, you know, Jim Ursay's been saying it. I think yep. I spoke that with you the last time that I went on your show that Ursay's not loving the fact that we keep losing to the Titans. Yeah, man. You know, over the sure. last four years, it's been the honestly, for as much as the Colts fans like to say that it's been their division, the last four years it's been the Titans. You know, they're the ones that keep coming out of this division. And it's because you keep losing these divisional games like this, and it doesn't help your uh, playoff hopes. Honestly, they said that whoever, if the Colts lose this game, they have about a 20% chance to make the playoff at that point. Ooh. If they win, it's a 75% chance yeah. to make it out of the division. So okay. really, it does truly depend. Whoever wins this game is pretty much most likely going to control the division the rest of the way. Yeah. So yeah, this does feel like a playoff a playoff atmosphere already in week seven. That's how important this game is. That's right, man. That's right. Yep. I saw, I saw the show when, uh, you know, Jim Ursay was like, man, just beat the tights, man. He, you can just tell it's, it's bothering him, man. If, if we win, I'm telling you, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna be pissing out fire. Cause he's gonna, he's gonna be hot. He's gonna oh, be pissed I'm off. I'm sure. I'm yep. sure of it. I hope he is. I yeah, think that's yeah. what Colts fans are wanting is yeah. for him to come out <laughs> and be super mad. Yeah. I think that's what we're waiting for. It's is for, it's the last time do. that we lost to y'all, he was he was just like, "Oh, it's okay. We're gonna figure it." out. I was like, "No, no, yeah. do not yeah. be like that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. No, we've seen this too long, man. I, I'm just I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of starting behind the eight ball and you know losing yeah. these critical games like this. So yeah, I really do feel like if if the Colts don't win this, yeah, I think it might really make especially Frank Reich's seat really hot. Yes, uh, for know, sure. Coming into the end of the season, yeah. I don't think they'll outright fire him after this game. Okay, right, they don't right. Maybe the season. That. Yeah, yeah, I think at the end of the season because Frank Reich's, I mean, losing record against the Titans clearly, and it's yeah. just been ridiculous. He, he continued to get out coached by Mike Vrabel about every time they play. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this just can't continue, you know. He, so we'll he, see. He had, I think this is this is honestly Frank Reich's biggest game as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I really feel that. Yeah, understood, man. Understood. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much, Hawk, for coming on. Really appreciate okay. it, man. Um, right. It should be a good game on Sunday. Hope you have a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, with you know at the game, and hope you yep. get there safe, get back safe, uh, and uh, hopefully you're very disappointed on Sunday. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> Well, I, I want to say thank you all as well. As always, bring the juice, man. Derek and Cody, bro, this is this is great as always, man. Love being a guest on the show. And for those who have not followed us, you know, check us out. Um, you know, uh, we'll you know put the link. They have a link in in the description as well. Check us out, Tennessee Titans Weekly. Uh, and again, we we got a lot of content out there. We're on Instagram as well at Tennessee Titans Weekly. We're on TikTok at Tennessee Titans Weekly, and on Twitter at Titans Weekly twenty four seven. So check us out, man. We're out there. We had a show last night, man, you know, the pregame for the Colts, man. So if you want to hear some more content, you can listen in on there. Hey, we're, we're out there, bro. We're here, man. I appreciate it, man. Hey, make sure you all do that. Make sure to let us know your thoughts. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Tighten up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.